The following podcast is sponsored by Structure Tech. The number of precautions we took kept ratcheting up every week, didn't they? Oh, yeah. And sometimes we were changing our policies, like, you know, three days after we had set a new policy, we'd set another new one again. And then Minnesota's lockdown order came, and all of a sudden, all the sellers were home just out of nowhere because they couldn't be at work. And so then we had to say, what about people being at home? What do we do there? Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman, as always. Yeah. Welcome to today's episode. And, and you're using uh, the term alongside loosely, right? Yeah, yeah because we are, uh, we are anything but alongside each other, separated by, well, Tess and I are inside the urban core. Uh, Ruben is distant. <laughs> He's well outside. I wouldn't say well outside, just board. a little bit, Bill. I'm not you're pretty that, far I'm out Maple there. Road. Well, you're out in the cul-de-sac because I call you the cul-de-sac cuddlers. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. No judgment there. No judgment. No judgment at all. Just a place where I get easily confused <laughs> because all the streets dead end. Which makes <laughs> me slightly no, You know what I heard? See, I, I grew up on a cul-de-sac, but we always called it a dead end. And it all has to do with your sense of your own self-worth. Once you have a better sense of self-worth, you call it a cul-de-sac. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't call it a dead end. So I live on a cul-de-sac, Bill. Get it's it a right. glass half well, where I'm from, empty, I guess. Yeah, where I grew up, dead ends were where the road literally ended. There was no bulbous type turnaround uh, ending. <laughs> yeah, on it, and I think that's what a cul-de-sac technically is. It's that bulbous round thing <laughs> that sort of dots the end of the where your kids play in the street without having to worry about getting hit by a car yes it's horrible i know (laughs) (laughs) well so however distant we might be we gather today to talk to you about a new reality of sorts and we just want to have a conversation about what our lives have looked like here since the last time we got down to the studio and sat down and talked. So, I mean, we were joking at that time that uh, we weren't shaking hands and it was kind of all fun and games, but there's a real hard reality that came crashing down to earth not long after we recorded the last episode. So what does Structure Tech look like now in the coronavirus COVID-19 world? Oh man, things changed so much. At, at first it was like, all right, we're starting to think this coronavirus thing is kind of serious. Maybe we should change our policy a little bit. Maybe we should say, you know, we're, we're not encouraging our clients to come anymore. We started kind of changing the message a little bit. And it got to a point where we said, you know, you can still come. We'd rather you don't, but don't bring your whole family and don't bring all your contractors and all that other stuff. Just let's limit the amount of people who are going to be there. And, and we also said, we're not going to shake hands anymore. Remember that? And yeah. it seemed weird. It was like we talked about it. And we're like, that's going to be so strange. How do you greet somebody and not shake hands with them? But we all agreed, yeah, we're doing this. And the number of precautions we took kept ratcheting up every week, didn't they? Oh, yeah. And sometimes we were changing our policies, like, you know, three days after we had set a new policy, we'd set another new one again. I was just thinking about all the sanitizing we were doing in the houses and masks we're wearing, all of that stuff. It started out by saying, yeah, no shaking hands, limit the amount of people there. We're going to wipe down all the surfaces. And then it evolved to, we banned our clients from showing up to the inspection entirely. 
which was really strange. We've always encouraged him to come, but we said he can't come anymore. And for the first few people who we said that to, there was a lot of grumbling and people were mad. We even had people reschedule. And then after about two days, that just all disappeared and it became the new normal for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the CDC's recommendations, people thought, okay, you're following them. That's all cool. I won't be mad at yeah. you, at least. I can be mad at someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Minnesota's lockdown order came. And all of a sudden, all the sellers were home just out of nowhere because they couldn't be at work. And so then we had to say, what about people being at home? What do we do there? And we all came to an agreement saying no sellers can be at the inspection either, right? Yeah, that was a hard one too. We had to weigh the pros and cons of that. But ultimately, we thought it'd be best for not only for, you know, our inspectors, but also safer and better for the sellers too. Because, you know, you think about it, our inspectors are going into sometimes multiple houses with multiple people in them a day. And you may not show signs or symptoms of being sick. And so just having the house empty just seems better for everybody. Mm -hmm. We're going to turn this podcast around pretty quickly. Normally we record these and then we kind of roll them out. But the date today is what, April 10th through? And as of today, so no sellers in the house, no buyers in the house. We're wiping down as we go. And we're wearing masks. All of our inspectors are wearing masks. Exactly. I wish we had some really cool branded masks to wear right now, but but on the other hand, there would be nobody to even see them. Right. Yeah, you're so, marketing to no one. Yeah, so who cares? Right. But Joe found a really cool mask. That'll probably be the cover for this podcast oh, episode. Yeah. Have you ordered them yet, Ruben? Because I, I saw that Eric posted online that they were backed up until like June. No, they'll, they'll get here in, in about a month. It'll be sometime in May, like May 6th or something. I found another one. Cool dust mask. They cost about 30 bucks each. It'll be better than wearing something made out of cloth. I think it's weird. Everything is weird, isn't it? Yeah. And and there's no like, there's no playbook, you know, that tells us how we should do things. And one thing you did, Ruben, I thought was really cool is you hosted a like an online zoom meeting for all of the local home inspectors here in the in the Twin Cities area, just to check in and see what they were doing. And when was that? That yeah. was maybe a couple weeks ago. It, it feels like a couple of years ago now. <laughs> Yeah, it it was really, I think it was two weeks ago today. I think that's all it was, was two weeks ago, I believe. Just so people know, like, what was the purpose of the meeting and what did we find out from that? Sure. And I'll just kind of set the stage for it. That whole week after everything kind of went into lockdown mode and things really started changing everywhere, we at Structure Tech are a part of this home inspector coaching group called Inspector Empire Builder. We've all, you know, Tessa built, we've been to a lot of training they've done. And with this group, we do calls from other home inspectors all over the country a few times a week. But during this COVID thing, we were doing Zoom meetings like just about every day for about an hour a day, just exchanging ideas, trying to keep our heads on straight with other home inspectors all over. And we were getting a lot of good coaching, a lot of good influence from the people who run that organization, just trying to stay sane. And that was extremely helpful to us. And it made me realize for all these other home inspectors who don't have an influence like this, they got to be out on an island. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know who they're talking to. If you're not a part of a group like this, I mean, you just got to be calling other home inspectors you know. And most other home inspection companies are one-man shops. And I just thought all these guys ought to be 
getting involved in a larger discussion. They have all the same concerns that we do. Mm-hmm. So I ended up reaching out to a couple of our largest, you know, I don't know if I want to say competitors, maybe just colleagues. Mm-hmm. One of the companies was Inspecta Homes, the owner there, Jeff Blixt. I reached out to him, reached out to Vicki Hefner, the owner of Heartland Home Inspections. Those are the a couple of the other largest companies here in the Twin Cities. And I asked them if they would join in on this. And all three of us just took turns sharing what we're doing, what our policy is for this, for this, for this. And I had a bunch of questions to ask them and I'd answer answer first and then they'd go and we kind of took turns and that was really helpful I I think I I got a lot of positive feedback after hosting that Mm -hmm. yeah and I think what's what's really interesting and what I thought was valuable being in on the IEB calls is we're in the middle of the heartland I mean northern heartland it takes a while for things to get to us in earnest but there's company in San Diego and there's company out in on the East Coast, out in Maryland. Their whole reality was entirely different than mm-hmm. ours. You know, there's Texas companies and we had the benefit of being able to know what was happening in San Diego in real time. And I think we're benefactors of that up here. Like I think hopefully Minnesota feels less pain just I say this with all due respect because other places felt more pain and we got to learn from their experience. And thankfully, us recording this podcast, nobody on our team has been affected by this virus. And that is awesome. That's the most important thing, right? So when we're kicking sellers out of the house, we're not doing it to be mean. It's just like, this is best for our people. It's best for your sale. It's best for the buyers who want to buy your house. It's best for everybody. Yeah, it's unusual, but at least we get to keep moving this ball forward. So there's some positivity coming out of brutally bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you follow my blog or YouTube channel at all, you know that I've, I mentioned this book, The Obstacle is the Way. It's it's really about stoicism, and it's it's talking about how when you have big challenges, it's an opportunity to change, to pivot, to improve. And we're trying to do that right now at Structure Tech. I mean, we're trying to change a bunch of the stuff we're doing to come out of this a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're having conversations I thought I'd never yeah. have working in this organization, and it's like hyperspeed right now, you know, and, and good, bad, indifferent. It just it's the new way of reacting. Yeah, reality doesn't Uh, feel like reality right now. So let me ask you this. Both Ruben and Tess, you both teach. Obviously, we can't go into real estate offices any longer and teach continuing ed credits. What's the one thing that's changed in your world teaching that was, you can't even believe sitting here today having this conversation (laughs) that we've already gone that far? Well, we decided that we were going to try and teach these classes online. And so we put up a little notification on our Facebook page and sent out a bunch of emails to all of our real estate agents we have contact with, just letting them know that we were going to host these classes online and we decided to use a, a, a platform that would allow for a lot of a lot of people to attend and we ended up filling up every single seat that we could fill. We had 250 people sign up for our, our CE class that we taught yesterday. Wow, yeah. 250. Yeah. How much lead time did they have to sign up for that class? We announced it a week ago and I mean, we announced it on a Friday and it was filled to capacity, I believe on Monday. Just Wasn't there like weekend. at least a hundred people that signed up within the first few hours? It was crazy. Yeah. yeah it was the very first day yeah. you said, so has anybody signed up? And I sent you a reply with like 20 people. And then 10 minutes later, it was like 50 people. And I went, oh my yeah. gosh. Never. And then we thought, well, why didn't we do this before? Right, Ruben? 
Well, that was what I was going to ask. <laughs> Why didn't like, we do this okay. before? Ruben, you can answer that question better than I can. Well, the state has all of these requirements. It's like you got to have a platform that where it attracts user attention and you need to make sure that their eyes are on the screen. And it's got all these different things where it just, it seemed like a real hassle to try to figure all of that out. But this is a matter of accelerate the crisis. We've got something going on here where we need to change. All right, let's just dig in. And we got, thankfully, we got a really smart guy on our team, Brian mm -hmm. Schultes. And I threw it over to him and I said, Brian, here's my pain. We need to get this done. I want you off the schedule. No more inspections for you. You need to figure out how to make this happen. And we're switching you over to hourly pay for now. And your job is to get us to be able to teach these classes online. I want you to get, have that application submitted to the state by Friday. And he got it in by Thursday. And, and the state relaxed the requirements for teaching. They said, hey, these are trying times. Agents need their CE. And we're temporarily like removing our 30-day whatever window or whatever that they got. They said, as long as you have the application submitted and in good faith, you can still teach the classes. So that's kind of what forced us into a change was because we couldn't do it any other way. And we knew that agents were desperate to get their CE because we had to cancel a lot of classes. Oh, yeah. We canceled a ton. Well, in, in, in Minnesota, I'm a real estate agent license agent in Minnesota, and you have to have 15 hours of continuing education every year, and it's always due in June. And of course, when the weather gets warm in Minnesota, the last thing you want to do is sit and watch a continuing ed class or go mm -hmm. in person and, and do it. In a situation where you've got really try to be productive, if you're a real estate agent, the wheels have probably come to a grinding halt until people take a breath and be like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to try to capitalize on this or what? But all of a sudden they have time. Let's give them something to do with that time. So I thought that was a great idea mm -hmm. to pivot and move towards yeah. that. When Ruben and I were talking about doing this, we decided on offering one class per week and just to see how that went. And after Ruben set up uh, these classes on the schedule, and they all filled up. What are we at now? Full capacity for the next two or three weeks that we have. Uh, for the next month. For the month. next month. There are, these classes are already full. 250 people each class. So we just talked today and we're going to offer a second class each week. So we're going to do two classes a week. And, and Tessa, I'm proud to tell you, it is live. Like, I mean, it's live in real time right now on Friday afternoon. I just updated our website uh -huh. and the registrations and everything. Great. And we got two a week for the next eight weeks. That's awesome. So if you're a Minnesota real estate agent or you know one who needs free CE credit that they can get sitting at their computer, we've got it. And our classes are awesome. And tell people how I mean, they, they are tell good. people how they sign up for it, Ruben. Oh, Tessa, you're such a good salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not allowed to say our company name, which I actually slipped up on on the first webinar. I, I accidentally mentioned our company name, but we're not supposed you, to do well, that. Well, you said that. You said it after the class was oh, over. Okay, so. Are you really selling if something's free? Well, I, we're not supposed to mention our company name, I think, during the webinar. So we don't say anything. We don't have a company logo. We don't say structure tech. We say nothing. But at the end of the class, we realized we forgot to really introduce Tessa. And one of the comments was, who's Tessa? <laughs> 
yeah. But it was it was after the class was over, so it was okay. But to, Tessa, you, you said where can people mm-hmm. sign up? StructureTech.com, and you go to the top, and there's a link that says Education, and we've got a few different tabs there. It's it's Real Estate Continuing Education, and I've got links for all the classes where real estate agents can sign up. But they do need to sign up because th- these are going to fill too. You can't just <laughs> can't just come. It's a max of two fifty. And man, after we did that class. I thought was two fifty too many. Yeah, it was it was tough to manage. Yes. A lot of moving parts. Definitely, there. I was really really happy that Brian was able to hack his way into that webinar because when you have two hundred fifty people listening, the amount of questions pouring in the chat feature, there was no way we could handle that, and the amount of emails afterwards too. So it, it, yes, it's it's weird. I've never taught a class to that many people at one time. And it's so surreal doing it on a webinar when you have zero interaction because there's no way you can you can have everybody's mics on and everybody's webcams on. So it's like you're just talking to a, just to a screen all alone, but there's actually hundreds of people listening to you. Yes, yes. Well, and I, I really appreciated having you on. I mean, to build Tessa and I co-presented. We had both of our, uh, both of our faces up there. And so at least I had Tessa to laugh at some of the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like people don't know when something's supposed to be funny. And there's a, there's a handful of jokes in there. And Tessa, you're teaching the next one on Thursday. I'll be sure to laugh at your jokes. Okay. I'll do the same. Thanks Ruben. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll try to be funny. So you're saying there's an appetite out there, not for your (laughs) jokes, but to learn about houses. I don't know if I said that. You're putting words in my mouth. At least to get free CE, that's for sure. So what was the class about? That was residential water intrusion problems. I recorded an 85-minute version of this class just for home inspectors. I've taught it to home inspectors at a national conference for the last couple of years. But it all evolved out of a one-hour class that I created for real estate agents. That's what that's where this all started. And so it's figuring out how to identify basically design flaws in residential construction, design flaws that will allow for water intrusion at exterior walls. That's that's what it really boils down to. Wait, wait, wait. There's a design flaw out there in like new construction or new houses or... Bill's going to have to attend this class. Ruben, when's the next time we're teaching this class? Bill, you should sign up. If you're listening to this podcast on Monday, it's going to be two days from now. It's going to be on Wednesday the 15th at 1 p.m. We're teaching residential water intrusion and you will never look at a house the same way. This gives you like Superman vision to see all the water coming off the roof and know exactly where it's coming and to figure out bad design, to know what's going to be more prone to problems. Mm -hmm. I thought all the water ran into gutters that were placed strategically to carry it all away from the house and everything's great. That's a home inspector's house. (laughs) We hope it's a home inspector's house, but probably not. Okay, so you guys are now online celebrities teaching the good message of appropriate water management. We are no longer allowing anybody to attend our inspections, which is going to be the way it is until when? I, I'd say at least until the lockdown ends. When is that? May, May 4th? Yeah. Do you think once that's lifted, we're going back to normal? Or are you seeing any indications that it would <sighs> be any different? It's like asking me, what's the weather going to be like in three weeks? I have no idea. Seriously. Gotcha. It's too early to say. Okay. Okay, so that was a one big thing. We we kicked everybody out of their own house and their new house and said, we'll talk to you later. Uh, you're teaching online, which has been a smashing success. 
Anything else that's new in your world that you never thought was going to happen? Oh, man, there's so much. But boy, we should save that for our next episode. I mean, because there was a All lot. Right. I don't want to rush it. I feel like we haven't said this enough, but you're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Oberick, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. We'll probably end up doing a part two of this. And next time, we're going to say our names more often so people know who we are and why we're talking about what we're talking about. Sounds good. Oh, Bill, you're so smart. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. All right. Until we catch you next time, you've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. Thank you. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech.com. 